Brighton's finest. This is Juice. So you've got the new album coming out, which is um, coming out quite mm. soon, actually. It's the fourth album. I remember speaking to um, one of your bandmates just after the last album, to uh, Michael. I think uh, at the time he said it was kind of going back to what you used to do or kind of going back to I think you, you kind of went more sort of synth driven didn't you in the second album and then the third album was sort of back with guitars and stuff I never see the kind of the sway from one to the other really I, yeah. I think we've we've always done everything yeah no pun intended hence your name um, <laughs> I think one thing that we definitely did do on um, third album which is maybe more in keeping with the first record was, yeah. was keep the energy up yeah. We'd made quite an introspective album on our second record and we realised that it didn't translate as well live and we just wanted to enjoy playing the songs live because we're aware of how long the shelf life of a record is on the road compared yeah. to its life literally on the shelves or on the radio or on Spotify or what, however people can see it now. For us, it lasts years on the road so we want, we want the songs to work as well in that arena as they do on your headphones. So yeah. we kind of set a particular bar and on the third record and said we're never going to go below this level of energy and intensity but on this album conversely we've been a little bit more relaxed about it there's been more of a balance we've not really applied any of the high ideals we've just said we'll do what pick the songs we like the most and we'll, we'll do what comes naturally and just try and trust our instincts in each other a bit more and be less neurotic about it which, yeah. is, which meant that we were able to work a lot quicker Sure. <laughs> I think the other thing he might have implied about, obviously I might be completely wrong here, but he said there was a lot of thinking, a lot of thought about going into songs and what should be included, what shouldn't be included. That's always been a part and parcel of what you do. Apart from what we've just been talking about, was there any difference in the way you approached this album in terms of um, writing the material and, and recording it in the studio? We spent a bit less time stewing over the songs in our rehearsal room and instead kind of trying to make sure that we had the basics yeah. to chip away at before we got in there. So John and Alex are taking the songs quite far before we got into rehearsal yeah. together and hammered them out that way. Um, and the songs always, I mean, they vary really from individual case to individual case. Sometimes the original demo will be very much the template for where we end up. But sometimes they'll go through several different lives and then come back full circle and sometimes they'll end up in a completely different place yeah so i mean in that regard it was the same as ever but we were more confident in the base material that we had we didn't have to spend a year staring across the room at each other sure it was, it was a little bit more focused and then when we got into the studio with james ford he was such a an able presence you know he was, he was able to to really make us enjoy it and remember what a privilege it can be to be to be doing that job yeah and he uh just made it feel easy it didn't seem like heavy lifting to be recording 13 songs in four weeks and having 16 hour days to work on it you know we everybody worked really really hard but it never felt exhausting or desperate at all yeah it felt just fun i think we all knew that we couldn't really go through another experience like get to heaven had been we just had to um Make it a bit easier for yourselves. We needed, to, we needed, we owed it to ourselves and each other to enjoy it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, um, you don't have anything to do with the lyrics, uh, as far as I'm aware. No, but we, I mean, we're all kind of kept abreast of things. You know yeah. What I mean, and we all like look, look over things and make suggestions. And the titles are usually a collective effort. Okay. So Jonathan's not that precious about his. He likes well, to open it out a bit and see what other people a think. Bit. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's quite. It can be quite a personal thing. Sure. Over time, he's wanted to be less and less oblique with what he's saying and that means that if the three of us don't understand what's in the song then the likelihood is that no one else outside yeah. is going to either so I think he wants to make sure he's being as clear as he wants to be but also the ideas are coming across 
Brighton's finest. Jeff Hemmings. Jeff Hemmings. This is Juice 107.2. Brighton's finest. What about the song uh, Can't Do? Can you talk a bit about that? I mean, that's an example of a song that was like, the, the demo was really, really strong. Yeah. All we really did collectively, and with James as well, was, was monkey with the structure a little bit. So about this time last year, we heard the demo from John and Alex, and we were all like, yes, okay, this is going to be great. That song lyrically came out of a position of writer's block. You know, he's literally the kind of, I don't know what to sing about, <laughs> is, is, is what informs the lyric of the chorus. Yeah. I can't do the thing you want. And then just grew to love that. So use that as a jumping off point, as a kind to talk about conformism or lack of and people feeling like they do or don't fit in. And, yeah. and that's basically where that song comes from. And when we, when we tracked it with James, it was the first thing we did with him. We had three days books in the studio in London, and we only used two of them because we just got it all done in that time. We really enjoyed working together, and then we went to the pub on the third day. Yeah. And then we thought, okay, yeah, this is a good, this is a good format. Two-thirds recording, one-third pub. We should, <laughs> we should work with James. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, so that's what we did. <laughs> Well, I like the uh, musical references in there as well about the drums and the bass, and uh, it's a, mm, about, yeah. About I mean, that, I mean, you can hear how he's how he's arrived at those lyrics as well. Yeah. You know, he's trying to sing over this this instrumental idea and thinking, how can I augment this? <laughs> sure, it kind of fits in with what you were saying at the beginning about how you wanted um, you looking to make songs, certainly with the third album that um, people could dance to or, or, or you know mm, move to in yeah. the live arena and, yeah. and here's this song that talks about dancing and moving to the music as yeah. it were and that how that kind of yeah. overrides you know everybody's kind of into that aren't they you know yeah exactly you know, that's and, where and I think something that's important to John is that although he's kind of painted as a very kind of tortured serious lyricist and he definitely is that on one level he also wants the music and the songs to work without that yeah and, you know the, the depth is there if you choose to look for it but we also want you to dance just briefly, or if you don't mind, just to just to go back to the beginnings of the band. Yeah, I think three three of you were basically up from up north, Northumberland, and you were from Kent. Yeah. But you met yeah. uh, you you and uh, Jonathan basically. Um, yeah, at uni. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where you um, really decided to start. Well, even though you all of you had been playing music with or without each other before, and that's that's when you really mm -hmm. wanted to do mm -hmm. it, wasn't it? We played in two two or three different bands yeah university together one of which was a kind of proto everything everything and um and then um we sort of pissed about for a year or so after graduating and then mike graduated and so we decided we were going to put the band together at that point maybe out of college yeah and that was it really uh, at that point uh we had alex niven playing guitar as well who was our first guitarist he left after two years yeah and at more or less exactly the same time alex's band that we were already friendly with uh, confusingly also called Alex um, they, the band was called Opera House and they just split up and we we knew he was a great player and in need of a band and we needed a guitarist so yeah. we asked him to join and, and we didn't really break stride with it. and that's been the, the 10 year history of everything everything unbelievably we've been doing this together for 10 years now yeah I don't know if you ever look back to those days and think my god how did we get from there to here but um... for us because we've never had like sort of uh, firework stellar moment in our career everything's been quite kind of slow and steady and moving in the right direction but none of it's been intangible kind of how did we get so famous because we're not really you know we're not that successful we, uh, but that's also afforded us the ability not to be a victim of our own success yeah. so many of our 
peers had hugely successful debut albums and they're still living under the shadows of them or yeah. swallowed them up in some way and we've never had that no <laughs> we never had to have that headache everything we've got we've got quite gradually and through kind of hard graft and i think that that's been to our benefit this is juice brighton's finest bringing the artists closer to you